Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I hope you like advertising because you're about to hear a lot of ads because this is the ad-ridden version of the Sunranto show. But if you don't like ads and you think they waste your time like I think they waste your time, well, then uh, you should subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, what do you get? Well, you get an ad-free earlier version. This was recorded uh, sometime in the middle of last week. And uh, you're getting it now, five days later. Uh, You get uh, separate detailed preview episodes in your own RSS feed in the patreon.com slash sunranto. You can copy and paste that into any podcatcher. You get our show notes all about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponents. You get to join the Sunranto Super Ranters page where we have uh, post-show and post-game discussions sometimes. Uh, at the $5 level, you get all the Cubs music that I write in HQ downloads it's sent right to your RSS feed. You get the Ranter calendar at $10, uh, and your name gets shown as a Super Ranter on the, at the end of our shows. And plus, 10% of the money goes to the Lost Boys program where we're helping kids play baseball in Chicago and building our community up. So uh, here's my final plea. If you would buy us a beer for doing this show, each one of us, that's $3 a month. So that would buy us one beer at Wrigley Field each per year. And uh, that's all we ask of you, to enjoy this high-quality content. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto and start helping us out before the year starts. Because we got we got bills, people. We got to pay for our stream yard. We got to pay for our events and hosting and advertising and tickets and beer. Um, batteries, microphones, headphones, it, it, you know. I will not go on because it's time to start the show. But patreon.com slash sunranto, please do it. You don't want to listen to ads. There are at least eight in this show. So enjoy that. Um, Patreon.com slash Sunranto. No ads. And you already would have heard this. All right. Here's the show. Dennis, the Beast, Bisto! Hey, welcome to another Sunranto Show NL Central Breakdown Preview. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very monster trucky of you there, Michael Cotton. Nice job. Um, we're here on a, a rainy Tuesday night here in Chicago with a real live Cardinals fan. Uh, Dennis Bisto, and of course Michael the Man Cotton out there. God. In God. <laughs> that intro made me feel really cool. I love that. You I would like walk into every room with that intro. I'm, I'm, hey, that's what they say. I'm, I'm good at oral. <laughs> I use my mouth well. Are you? 
are you as good as Oral Roberts University? <laughs> apparently not. Yeah, apparently not. They're uh, upsetting people. So we're on here on the show. I should introduce myself. I'm Danny Rocket, and um, we're on here on the show. Uh, it, it only a week and change. Nine nine days away nine, from opening day. Nine times. Nine times. We're nine days away from opening day, and. Um, I don't know. I, how are you feeling, Dennis? We're, I'm going to just ask you first. I I know how Cotton feels. Cotton is cautiously optimistic, I think. Is, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's that spring feeling of just like. I'm, I'm listening to too many of the Cubs players, and they seem to be super optimistic, and it's completely brainwashing me. Yeah, well, they're getting paid millions of dollars <laughs> to say that, and you're getting nothing to be on this show. So you can say what you want. <laughs> Um, Dennis, how are you feeling about this Cardinals team? It's it's all over the place as far as I can tell. Like, they're getting picked. You're getting picked to be in first. You're getting picked to be in fourth. Like, people don't know what to do with you guys. Yeah, I didn't realize we're nine days away. I need to brush up on my shit because, as you know, I've been out of commission. I, I caught the Rona, and uh, I've been just under a rock and feeling like I was going to die for two weeks. But the last thing I remember was Arenado. We signed Arenado, and we were going to win, you know, the World uh, Series. Yeah, years. And it's like I stopped listening after that. The season no. is over. We won. We got the best free agent. <laughs> Not only did you sign Arenado, but you got money to sign a few more other players oh, wait, from the on. Rockies. Like, hold on, hold on. You didn't. You did not sign Arenado. You traded for Arenado, but but you basically gave them like a couple of paper clips that you found at a desk. Yeah, they paid um, us to take him. Yeah, yeah, they get. They're like, hey, would you take Arenado and fifty million dollars for <laughs> yeah. like a a stapler that we found, some half a half empty bottle of rum that we <laughs> that we brought back from Barbados that one time. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's all – I can't believe what happened. I mean, that's some Cardinals devil magic. Um, that is and, for sure devil magic at work. But then you paid the price, and this is maybe how it's done. Like, the Cardinals, they, they made Dennis get the Rona as a sacrificial <laughs> lamb. It's worth and, it. You know what? It was worth it. And they got <laughs> they got Arenado. And we'll talk about that in a second. But um, I'm glad you're feeling better, Dennis, because you know it, you you Thank don't you. you don't deserve that. Uh, well, you kind of deserve it because now you're just like your heroes, the St. Louis Cardinals, who in 2020 basically ruined their entire season um, by getting uh, coronavirus by not by going to like some strip club. It probably in Illinois, to be honest, because they don't, you know, right over the river. But <laughs> over in East St. Louis. Yeah. And so they go over there, they get the Rona, ruin the season along with the Marlins. The Marlins, you know, should be uttered in this breath as well. End up playing 800 double, all your games were double headers, a 17 double header. So you didn't even need a bullpen and you were fine. You just pieced together some season, managed. To come in second place at thirty and twenty-eight, playing two less games of of games. And I put games in quotes because yeah. most of them were seven inning games. Because you end up playing four fewer games of innings if you count it that way. Uh, than the Cubs did anyhow. Uh, you just didn't even play a season. Still, you you have the exact same record as the Reds, who played all their games. They played 31 and 29 and they still list the Cardinals as second place. Yeah, they gave the, they gave the Cardinals a bump over the Marlins and the Reds even though uh they 
you know, they played two less games. I mean, those are two losses, right, Dennis? I mean, we know this, right? I mean, they did it because we deserved it. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. You do think you deserve it because I, <laughs> I, listened to, I listened to a Cardinals radio broadcast. I was like, oh, let me tune in, or maybe it was a TV one. I was like, oh, it's the middle of the afternoon, and I'm going to listen to a Cardinals, uh, just see what the Cardinals are up to. First of all, they had, they had 8 million made-up players out there. They had, like, you know <laughs> – Frenchie McGee and like like Steve Powwow and I'm like who are these people that I've never even heard I'm making up names by the way which is what the Cardinals do <laughs> so they they put they they're out there and the the announcers were insufferable they were like after the trying year that the Cardinals had with all those double headers it was unprecedented and the heroics to still make the playoffs like I was like. This is disgusting. So these fuckers go out, they get their own, they ruin everybody's season, especially their own. And then now this is the adversity of their own making that they had to overcome. And I'm like, meanwhile, the Cubs didn't catch a single case. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. And the tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online, Because it's the place to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Sunranto Show is also brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. So get that done and go buy some darn sneakers at ebay.com slash sneakers. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto show. You know, and came Ooh. in first. Ooh. That's adver- that is overcoming adversity. Oh, Getting Rona oh. and playing a bunch of little league games oh. does not count as adversity. They didn't catch a case. Oh my! Wow. Hey, they got they they got they won the Corona COVID Cup. <laughs> the COVID <laughs> Cup is ours. <laughs> we played later in the year than you, though. You guys were out first. So catch a case or not, I mean, how many we, we outlasted you? How many games did they play in the playoffs? They actually Three? do have bragging rights there. They won one game. They in won that. one game. Yeah. Well, well that was like still four, four. one less game than anybody else played. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like a two month period though. Where I mean, it was ridiculous. We should have just been kicked out of the league. Like we shouldn't have been allowed to play. I cannot believe for two totally months agree. it was totally. no days off. We're doing doubleheaders, doing seven inning games. We have ties. Like it wasn't baseball. It was. <laughs> 
lunacy. I was like, what, like, are we doing a triple header today? They have guys pitching that are just like walking across the street. Like, Hey, we need somebody you want to like, come on. And they're playing. And then they count that like as a regular season and get us into the playoffs. I'm not complaining. Cause I was like, I thought we were going to fucking win by the end of it. We might as well win the World Series on a stupid year like that. Right. I was expecting it. I mean, it, it made sense that it was the Dodgers because they're e- equally insufferable. Yeah, it, it made more sense after the way it all folded out. It was like, of course, this is the Dodgers year. Like, that's not a real year. You guys. Can't. Right. Right. They get cheated out of the World Series for like three years and then they finally win it. And everybody's like, whatever. It's a fucking short year. Yeah, you. <laughs> like, can, let me. Let, here's a list of guys that you had on your team last year. I mean, he didn't take a lot of innings, but Nabil Krismat, <laughs> at, at 8.1 innings, you gave that guy. You know, oh, uh, oh uh, John Pincus in the chat <laughs> reminded me. I totally forgot the Cubs never went to St. Louis last year. Oh yeah, you couldn't even go. St. Louis is so disgusting. <laughs> St. Louis is so disgusting that the Cubs couldn't even travel there because they're like, it's instant. Like you go through those arches and it's, it's just instant vid. Everybody's in it. So everybody's weird. in hospital beds. Yeah, with you're you're bragging about Cubs not catching a case and they didn't even come to St. Louis. Like that's not, that's not, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how you got to come here. If you want to brag about not. <laughs> no, that's no, that's overcoming adversity as being in St. Louis and not getting COVID. <laughs> Yeah, the, the oh man, it's it, what a weird year. I mean, we can now. It's interesting because it, I I'm of the mind that we throw that whole year in the garbage for everybody. All the stats, like we talked to Eric, our Brewers fan friend, and we were talking about you, you know Christian Yelich's low numbers, Chris Bryant's low numbers. And I mean, I think so. I think you could just throw it all away. They didn't have video for the first time ever. I think a lot of players suffered in that. But how did you view the 2020 Cardinals as far as, um, I guess, the, their offensive? Let's start with offensive prowess. Um, you, I, you're, um, you, you sucked basically offensively. A 694 OPS. Cubs were not much better at 705 OPS. Both teams were in the bottom third of the year. I mean, what do you, this is not a necessarily an offensively built team. It's more of a defensive team, uh, pitching mm-hmm. team. So how do, how are you guys uh, looking this year as far as um, Arenado, who splits, I don't think, bring you anything ultimately offensively? Yeah. I, I mean, our infield's looking good. It's definitely going to be more of a defensive team. I think Goldie definitely shouldered most of the load last year, and I expect him to do that this year. Last year, the pitching was insane. Like how often we had to play – how many times the pitchers were changing. Like, luckily we had the depth to get us through to the postseason because well, you, you had short games. We had, had short, short games. games in order to do that. So, but we were also playing two a day, you know, like even if we're playing seven in games, which is a crack of shit, like you're still, you're playing multiple 14 games innings in one day. Yeah. So 14 innings in a day is still much more baseball than we were anticipating. Well, it's okay. It's 14 innings in a day, but if you get a long start, then you have an entire bullpen for a seven inning game later. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you get six innings into a game and you bring out your like closer or whoever you might bring out for your seventh, 
But they weren't doing that. They were pulling people after like four innings, you know. It was a different pitcher almost every inning at times. And we had the depth to do that. And we're dealing with injuries this year where like the pitching is no longer a strong suit. I'm excited about our infield. Like adding Arenado to the infield is going to be great. But hopefully our bats can come alive because we're not going to have our pitching to bail us out this well, season, at least early in the season. Let's talk about Arenado because I know you guys are really uh, excited about it. And, uh, you know, Cub fans are not happy about him being over here because he actually kills us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, But let, let me just show you this guy's home and away splits here, okay? He is two different baseball players. Like we're looking at uh, OPS of 985 at home, which has all been in Colorado up until now. His 985 to 793, which isn't shabby. It's not a it's not a bad baseball player. I mean, he's a good hitter, you know. But to have a 120 OPS plus to a 79 TOPS plus. You know, that's just like two different baseball players home and home and away. I'm curious as to see how he looks in a Cardinals uniform. And then I go over here to his ballpark stats. And uh, at Bush Stadium, he's pretty good. 848 OPS. So you're like, you're going to take that. That's up there where, you know, Goldschmidt was hitting last year. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but uh, then look at him down at Wrigley Field. 782. What a what a loser. Just a drop off. <laughs> no, that's still pretty good. So I, I am I'm scared of this situation. It's a definite upgrade, especially because Matt Carpenter needs to just make salsa now. Much. <laughs> I was Throw gonna say, leg. especially yeah. on the defensive side, uh there's no like every year we saw Matt Carpenter go out there, like we we're just like, Oh, this is I mean, just hit it at him. Like, let's see what he can do. <laughs> Well, he can't do shit. That's what he's doing. He's not. I don't think he's going to start on the team this year. No, I. Where would he? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe an outfield spot if he was willing to move out there, but no yeah, way. I couldn't. Yeah, he's a bench player now, which is insane because a couple of years ago he was he was our best player for a while. I mean, there was like a half a season tear. I was like, God, he should be like the MVP. And now I'm like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'd have to get past Yachty first, of course, if he wanted to be the uh, right. I mean, greatest catcher of all time, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he should be basically be winning the Cy Young. Uh, if the, I mean, if a Cardinals pitcher were to get the Cy Young, they really should give it to Yachty because there's no way that that guy wins <laughs> the Cy Young without Yachty. Yachty's the only catcher to ever win the Cy Young. <laughs> you guys scared shitless when we re-signed him? Were you like, holy fuck, Yachty's back? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, well, actually, I was really happy when you re-signed him because there was a contingent of Cubs fans, including this jerk-off to my left or right or wherever the hell he is, talking about bringing Yachty to the Cubs as the backup. to work with Wilson as a backup. And I was just like, oh, there, there would the be nothing worse than that. Yachty? Yeah, that's not going to work. No. that See, and, and this is where Dennis and I are in agreement. We would both hate Yachty on the Cubs. Yeah. I just, now, hold on. Let me let me just uh, specify what I mean. The only reason I want to have Yachty in pinstripes on the Cubs is because I want to see what everybody does. Because I like chaos. <laughs> you know, like, just to watch everybody get mad and crazy and, like, have that one season that Yachty was on the Cubs. Like, there was a year when, uh, like, Billy Williams played for the White Sox. Like, that must have been weird. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 you'll see that on the back of a guy's baseball card. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, uh, Ron, Ron Santo finished his career 
with the White Sox. Oh, yeah, no, that's who I met. That's who I met. Ron Santa yeah. with the White Sox. And just seems wrong, you know. It, but and there's tons of guys that you look at the back of the ba- baseball card. You're like, Pete Rose played for the Expos. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, you know, it, it's it's just weird. Um, I, can I just go back to how you guys cheated last year, uh, real quick? <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, sure. just real quick, quick, because I wrote yeah, it down not? and I forgot to say it. Is that you know? So you ended up playing nineteen seven inning games, and in those games you were twelve and seven, which is pretty big. That's, you know, like is that the greatest seven inning season record of all time? I, I believe it oh, is. I believe that. I don't know that it'll ever get broken. Yeah, let's appreciate that. I'm I don't sure that will ever win more than 12 seven inning games in a season. That's I'm, that's an untouchable record. I'm Thank sure you. they'll put it on a flag at Bush. <laughs> so, <laughs> 2020, 2020. 12-2X. Yeah. And then, all time. And, not 2020. <laughs> All time seven inning game record. Well, I don't know. We 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 have yet to see what these variants do to, to the uh, to the vaccine in the twenty twenty one baseball season. Yeah, wait till we get to the St. Louis version. Yeah, we just wait till the Cubs' first road trip to St. Louis. I mean, when the when they all get COVID. So, um, nine nine inning games. You were seventeen and eighteen. One under five hundred. Extra inning games. One and three. So it's like. You had you needed that seven inning game situation to even make it, so you actually benefited from that whole situation. So did the Marlins, by the way. Any any team, the Cubs, the Cubs zagged when they should have zigged, because the key was obviously <laughs> to go get COVID and just take another month, another couple of weeks, live in a hotel room, throw into some mattresses, and then come back out and just rock little league baseball. Well, that was I mean, the secret. You saw Turner. With COVID in the championship yeah. game, I mean, was, that was the play was to actually get COVID. We didn't know. We didn't know. So, um, and then yeah, and then Nolan Arenado's like, "Ooh, you only play seventeen games? Shoot, <laughs> shoot me over there. I don't feel like working." <laughs> that would be awesome if he truly thought that there was only seventeen games all year. That's how St. Louis does it. Oh yeah. So it, pay fifty million to play less innings. <laughs> exactly, he probably threw in for that. He was yeah. like, you know what, I got enough money. Um, so the Cubs and the Cardinals, they all played each other to even five and five against each other. Although the Cardinals did score five more runs, um, and all and, the way games for us. So it's all the way games. Yeah. Well, I mean, are they really though? There were no fans. Yeah. We had to go to shitty fucking eight hundred year old Wrigley Field and win. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least at least we didn't have COVID and we wear masks <laughs> in Chicago. And uh, and four and two, the Cardinals were in the double headers against the Cubs. So once again, benefited from playing those weird games. And um, all right, that's all I have to say about the the schedule. I'll, I'll stop ripping on that, but it was total bullshit. And. Um, all right, so we kind of did the rakes, flakes, and flakes. You say Goldie's your raker, correct? Yeah. Right. So Goldie I mean, had a sneaky, really good year last year. Like with all the bullshit that went on with like Corona and the schedule and the seven inning games, like nobody is talking about how well Goldie batted. And I've, I'm like, I'm ready for his coming out party this year. He didn't get the appreciation that he deserved as a member of the Cardinals. We've all been waiting for him to just like take shit over. 
And, like, he showed that he could do that, but there was so much other bullshit going on last year that he didn't really get to – we didn't get to celebrate him. So I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised you went with Goldie with, you know, Nolan Arenado being the new toy in the box coming in. Yeah, because I think that's what everyone's going to be looking at, and that even takes more pressure off Goldie. I think it's going to help him a lot because Arenado is going to be the sole focus of everybody. That's, he's the off-season talk, you know. Everyone's going to be focused on him. And I think Goldie's just going to fucking rake, man. I'm excited for him. Hate that you call him Goldie. Like it's so it's such a term of endearment. Like you you hate any anybody I don't call by their exact name on the Cardinals. You're like abbreviated <laughs> Hector's name to heck. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh yeah, we love Hecky. Yeah, Hecky. Yeah. Yeah, like you fucking asshole. I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> Goldie. I mean, it, it, the nice thing about calling him Goldie, he makes me think like he is like some old like lady that lives down in Florida and is like going to be totally useless. Like, oh, I love Goldie. I, 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 oh, she keeps the nicest god, and you know, I mean, like she's like she lived in Brooklyn for years, and now she lives down in Florida, and her grandkids come visit. That's Goldie to me. Goldie has the best recipes. Yes. <laughs> Have you tried so, uh, the ball soup? It's delicious. It's to die for. But yeah, can, can I just say uh, Goldie <clears throat> versus the Cubs is a Cub killer. And we saw that last year. But I, I'll give you some lifetime stats. I'm looking at it right now. OPS of 103.5. I mean, it's it's disgusting. And this is not a – this is 307 plate appearances. This is half a season against the Cubs. Wow. Overall, 103.5. 18 home runs. In 72 games. I mean, uh, just a quarter of the time. And now that we got to face him 18, 19 times a year. But none of those times, none of those times will be in Colorado, though. So, Mm. you know. Goldschmidt, I'm saying. Goldschmidt. Oh, Goldschmidt. I thought you were talking about. God damn it. Also, I'm still thinking about Arenado. Everyone's everyone's got Arenado on the mind. It's free. (laughs) And and, and Goldie's just going to come through with his matzo ball soup every every week. Golden Oldies, man. Just taking care of business. Golden Oldies. So that's your rakes and your flakes, which I didn't. uh, Here, I'll I'll play play the drop. So um, uh, first, the rake drop. Today, I'm going to show you how to rake. (laughs) Do you know what he says next in that drop? Leaves? Yes. Yes! Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> First thing a Cardinal fan's ever gotten right on this show. <laughs> All right, so here's your flakes. I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? <clears throat> I do not. I'm, I'm going back to my grunge days. I've got long fucking hair. I'm wearing a flannel shirt. I got... You know, my jeans are ripped in the knee. I've been listening to Pearl Jam all day. Sorry. Weird thing about Pearl Jam, um, and I don't know. I didn't look it up if the band has ever said this, but do you know what the what Pearl Jam means? It's uh, it's like a pearl necklace sort of stuff, right? As in. <clears throat> pearl like necklace. Yeah, as in. Yeah, yeah. There's it in you. I, I never thought of that. In like thirty years, that mm. Pearl Jam's been around. Did ZZ Top sing a song called Pearl Necklace? I don't know. The, the, the only <laughs> Pearl, Pearl Necklace that one. Yeah, yeah. right. I, I think that was Easy Top. Maybe not. I think it was. So Wait, what's the Pearl Jam then? It's not a necklace. I think it's. I think it's uh, what the necklace is made of. 
Well, jam is uh, oh, okay. now that I thought of it, I just was like, you know, it's like jam, like you know, you put on toast, but you know, it kind of looks like that. And, and I was just like, no, and now I can't even look at any better. <laughs> and now I can't think about pervert, toast. <laughs> What'd you say, Dennis? I said he's a fucking pervert. That Eddie Better man. Yeah, he's a small man. I stood next to him one time. He's he's shorter than you than he looks in all those uh, hot music videos. <laughs> So, um, all right. So, who's your? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, what do you said? Uh, Goldie. Goldie. Yeah. Dude. No, the flakes. Flakes. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Your flaker. At. Yeah. We already did flakes. Now, we already did rakes. Now we're doing flakes. So, who's your? Who's your flaker? Yeah. I I put Matt Carpenter, but I, I'm not even sure he counts at this point. I think it's just like the guy that everyone has given up on because he's given up on himself and uh, <laughs> it's just like when he comes in i know he's gonna play he's gonna get playing time he's gonna come in as like a utility like kind of switcheroo guy and every time he comes down i'm gonna be like oh Remember i like how you're like he's giving up on himself he's he's like fat and his his jersey's <laughs> untucked and he's got he's got mustard on his cheek yeah. he started smoking again like he just you know there's so much more important things than baseball in the world <laughs> his, his salsa tastes sour he's like once once i get once i get rid of these jars mom i'll move out of the basement <laughs> I got my restaurant business to focus on. I can't be playing yeah, baseball. That's his, his new sitcom is just <laughs> him trying to get this salsa thing up and running <laughs> while, while still playing uh, one inning a game for the Cardinals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice to see him fail. So I'm, I'm glad he's your, he's your flaker, except for that you have a – but he was one of those made-up guys that you had that were like, Matt Carpenter, who's this guy? And then he ends up being just like the best. It was annoying. Hey, Matty, no gloves, man. God, I miss him. I, he's still here, and I miss him. I'm sure he's. I'm. I'm sure he's gonna like come out on like a broken ankle someday and hit hit a opposite field home run into the wind against this. Yeah, somehow. at and some point, the season is just... gonna like. It's gonna depend on Matt Carpenter to come through, and we're all gonna be like, "Fuck!" And he's gonna come in and just be like lighting everybody up. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he batted like 182 last year. So I do wonder if he was like one of those dudes that it was uh, kind of uh, hurt by the fact that you couldn't watch uh, any of the the tape in the dugout. This year you got iPads, but they're like blurring out the catcher's hand. They're doing I, – probably, probably people will change their sign a bunch, and they're trying to keep it from the cheating part of the game. But mm-hmm. I think – just being able to watch there at bats. But now I'm curious to see if watching at bats is enough. And really what everybody was doing was cheating, <laughs> you know, and just, like, <laughs> every- at, you know, just be like, Oh, his signs are this and this is what they're going to do. And here's the pitch sequence. And it makes it harder to figure out the pitch sequence that maybe they're going to attack you with. Mm-hmm. Um, they, because everybody's like, Oh yeah. Once you're three times through the order, they got you figured out, but maybe that's less. So, if uh, you can't see the pitch sequence, I mean, you can see it out of his hand if you can figure out what he's throwing. But if you can't see the catcher sign and all of it, if you get an incomplete picture to figure it out, is just a little harder. Maybe if there's a delay to that, is all I'm saying. I, I, I'm curious to see how it plays out with iPads. It's like, actually, no, we needed it with the other way. You know, the way it was when we saw everything. So, um, how about um, your throw? And I'll play the throw drop. Throw. 
Who do you throw up your hand? Rock? What was that? I don't know. It's some some something I stole off some some weird Christian guy. <laughs> we uh, have to pay him royalties every time we use it. Just yeah, pay him one thought, one thought, and one prayer. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's just thoughts yeah, and prayers. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tithing, tithing my prayers, my good. <laughs> Well, my throws, my throws uh, go to the Lord first and foremost. But, uh, secondly, after the prayers Lord, up, prayers up, prayers up. Jack Flaherty, man, I love everything that Jack Flaherty does. Everything that he says, I'm obsessed with his game. I'm obsessed with his like fucking Twitter account. You're the only him. Cardinals fan that still likes him. No, not true, <laughs> not true. I fucking love him, and everybody loves him. I yeah, I don't know. There's there's a lot of BFIB out there that do not like him anymore. Yeah. Why they, do you say that? Well, what? Why, why do I say yeah. because he's a liberal. Because he's he came out against Trump and you know, a lot of Cardinal fans, you know and I know it's not everybody, but if yeah. you go if you go out into Missouri, it's a red state and a lot it's of in the Cardinals blue. The city. St. Louis is, yeah. Yeah. The, the city there's, a lot of, there's a lot of, like, weird Missouri politics surrounding it. It's like, it's not all the B-fib, okay? People are going to fucking hate liberals for speaking out that are Republicans. That's, like, not newsworthy to anyone. And we got a lot of weird people in Missouri. Everybody fucking knows that. But Jack Flaherty, he says it just so, like, poignantly. He's just, like, so I, he's so articulate. And I fucking love his passion. I love the way he plays the game. He's fucking awesome. I love that dude. He's my favorite Cardinal. It, I think he's my favorite Cardinal. And it's a lot because of that. But mm-hmm. I also like that he's uh, not only just outspoken politically, but also just seems like a stand-up guy in general that if if anything kind of if, – if anything went down, he would take the right side of it, it yeah. feels like. But, but I'm surprised as your throws you didn't pick Quang Hyun Kim. KK? I have, a, yeah. I have an abbreviation for him. It's KK. I know you're <laughs> going to hate it. Yeah, God. it's the first letter of his first name and the first letter of his last name. Yeah, but you you miss his whole middle name, Hyun. Middle names don't. That's not a nickname thing. Oh, K H K. Is that what it is? Can we K-H-K. call him Khakis? Yeah, we'll call him Khakis. <laughs> they, the Cup fans yeah, are calling him yeah. Khakis because he's bland. But he was good, man. I mean, yeah. Talk, talk about guys that picked up innings. You know, the, and Gomber's not on the team anymore, right? Gomber left, I and I. So. Yeah, I think he, I forget who the Cubs played him the other day and we saw him. Uh, but uh, Kim, uh, 162 ERA, 39 innings pitched last year, which, you know, that's about 30 to 39 to uh, or 40 to 50 innings is what you're going to get out of these guys. Mm-hmm. But he was the best, man. 162 earned run average in eight games, uh, started seven of them. So he appeared it and even in relief and he got a save. At some point, like to me, he's your thrower. I mean, he might not start the season though, right? He's got some back issues or something. Oh, does he? I didn't see that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I still feel like it's not a serious thing. Like he'll end up still being a really key piece of the rotation. But uh, I think I think he might not start the beginning of the season with some kind of back injury. Dakota Hudson is out for the year with yeah, the TJ. That's and Miles Michaelis is. Uh, is not ready for opening day, but will probably come back. But I don't know what the prognosis on him is. Any ideas? No, that's another one that doesn't seem serious. Not as like like incidental as uh, KK. Like I feel like KK will be back soon in a week or two, and then Miles maybe a little bit after that. 
But Flaherty is like our only sure thing right now, unless you want to count Wainwright for his 87th year as a Cardinal. Oh, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. Adam Wainwright in there. But, yeah, you know, Adam Wainwright is throwing like, I don't know, he looked good four fifths of our rotation throws like Wainwright now. <laughs> yeah, are, are pretty much. Yeah, even Jake Arietta now looks like Adam Wainwright. <laughs> you know? And and he was he was the one I was counting as a fastballer. <laughs> hey, you look. Jake looked good today, though. He went out there, only gave up one run. The Cubs didn't hit, which is uh, not a yeah. surprise to us, really. So yeah, um, right. six innings, I think two hits, one run. So how about your blower? You just put your lips together and blow. Oh, what was that from? <laughs> the drop. The drop, baby. You put just you just put your lips together and blow, which sounds like this. <laughs> Something like that. Um I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Carmar, which is short for Carlos Martinez. <laughs> Jesus uh-huh. Christ. Carmar. <laughs> Do you know what it sounds like? It sounds you like you didn't even go to Carmart. You're no. like Crawley now, and you Carmart. and you left the T off of it. It rhymes. It sounds cool. Carmart. Like, it sounds like Carmex is what it sounds like, which is herpes, which is what Carlos <laughs> Martinez has. And <laughs> I got to bring up Carmart because I know you love to rag on him. But I was he's actually a- excited for him to come out of the bullpen this year. I thought it was going to be a perfect thing for him, and now he's like – forced back into the starting rotation because of injuries and I I don't feel good about it. I just don't. Yeah, no, he can't last. He's got no stamina anymore because he's got to go put Valtrex on his genitals every couple innings. It's a serious issue, Danny. Yeah, I know I know. I listen, he, COVID he's one of those is serious. Uh, yeah, he, he's one over. of those guys that, you know, you always think he's got a substance and it's it's just the Valtrex. <laughs> it's always on his fingers. He's like, I'm sorry, up like it, it. Trust me, it doesn't. It doesn't affect the spin of the ball. You gotta trust me on this. It makes um, balls better, though. Woo! <laughs> the Sun Ranzo Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing, and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. And the tournament is here, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online, because it's the place to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Sunranto Show is also brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. So get that done and go buy some darn sneakers at eBay 
Sunranto.com slash sneakers. We thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto show. So I'm going to hit you with some uh, head-to-head stats. I already said the offensive stat of this is all last year stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. And the Cubs and the Cardinals are basically throwing out the same teams again, uh, except for a couple of changes. Uh, the the offense uh, was pretty bad. Uh, bottom third OPS for both teams, uh, 705 for the Cubs, 694 for the Cards. The Cardinals were dead last in home runs. Now, that's not just about playing four or less games. It's that, it's that you only have a couple home run hitters. 51 homers to the Cubs, 74. So it's a lot of – that's a lot less home runs. So I'm just saying you're not, you're not putting it out there in a power way. Last year, you, you could say whether you want that to change or, or you think it will change. The Cubs were eighth in walks. These are counting stats, so they don't – count that much when the Cardinals played so many fewer innings, but, um, uh, uh, walks. (laughs) That's that's why they were 20 home runs less. If they would have played those four extra games, they would have, they would have hit five home runs in each one of those. They took away our home run games. It's ridiculous. (laughs) But I I got something to say about it in a second. So walks, the Cardinals were 13th in walks right in the middle of the pack. The Cubs were eighth in taking the walk. Uh, but the Cubs had the fifth most strikeouts, so they were selling out on a lot of pitches, and the Cardinals were the sixth best in not striking out. So they just weren't out there selling out. So you did not get the home runs, but you also didn't get the strikeouts. So And you still managed to have a relatively winning, a, a playoff-bound uh, record, which, by the way, they would not have made the playoffs any other year but last year. Because there is no expanded playoffs this year so far, they keep saying with that caveat. Um, and the Cardinals did not steal bases, so you would think a team like that would score would score runs by um, moving dudes over. But instead, it was just like a bunch of oppo shots. Like, how did you score runs last year and end up with even a five hundred ish record? Well, I'm not worried about less home runs or less fucking anything because we were off for like two months. We played seven inning games. Everybody had COVID. I just fucking got over COVID and I couldn't sit up in my bed. The fact that these guys were out there swinging bats, like I, I really don't care about last year's stats at all. It means nothing to me. I'm not like measuring this year's team off of like, hmm, like that last year, you know, last year does not exist to me. It was not Didn't a- they play like three weeks with guys from the alternate site as well? Something yeah. like that? Yeah, we had like a whole replacement team come in at one point. I mean, it was just absurd the amount of people that were going on the like COVID list and the amount of games that we're playing in a row after so much time off. There's just like... There's no rhythm there, you know. There's it, it wasn't a season. It was just like we can't play, we can't play, play a whole bunch now, and then we can't play fucking again. It was ridiculous. But I will say I'm expecting our home runs to to go up. We did not hit for power very well, and not that we added a lot of fucking power this year, but I feel like just maybe being healthier as a team. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, just maybe not struggling to get into the box like yeah. <laughs> so and then the so if you want to throw out all the stats and we we don't even really have to go through it but the cubs pitching was pretty much neck and neck with the cards pitching so it's like it, the eras were 390 to 399 cards were ahead cubs had better starters by 10 points 
Cards had better relievers by 30 points, but that's because you didn't really need a bullpen last year with seven inning games, I think. Um, but yeah, it's uh, – they, they are kind of useless. I did want to mention that the Cardinals did give up 69 homers last year. Nice. nice. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, was actually quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were about to turn it around, Danny. Yeah. Um, the, now, the, how you did it, and you're going to do it again this year, was with the defense. Because even though you had three more errors – and this is interesting to me. You had three more errors in the Cubs, even though pl- you played four less games than the Cubs overall. But your dur, your defensive efficiency Ooh. ratio, was tops in the major leagues. I know you guys love that dur. I know uh, it doesn't matter. Hey, Cubs won the the team gold glove. <laughs> <laughs> they invented they invented an award for the Cubs last year, and and they won it. The team gold glove. Did they all put one hand in it? Yeah, it's giant. <laughs> it's it's like that glove at uh, out in San Francisco. <laughs> Good for them! Wow, that's a great accomplishment. I'm so proud of. And them. they got better with Arenado. And we talked with Eric, uh, the Brewers uh, fan, about it too. So did the Brewers because they took your dude, Colton Wong. But, yeah, I was going to say, we lost Colton, and Colton was a big part of our team for a long time. Colton Wong was underrated. Gold Glover, dude, I fucking love him. MVP. I, I was really surprised. Yeah, I heard it all before. <laughs> yeah, no, I was really surprised that they let him walk like that. Like, because that's what happened, right? They they didn't give him a, a qualifying offer or something? Like- As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how it went down. I mean, think about – I just think about how much better it would have been to have Colton and Arenado in the infield. And I'm still happy with, you know, Tommy Edmond and, and Paul DeYoung and obviously Goldie and everybody. Like, it's a solid infield. But Colton Wong would have taken us into, like, over-the-top territory of, like, holy shit, this is the best defensive <laughs> out infield I've seen in fucking Cardinals history. Dexter is a real center fielder, although – no, he's not he's, playing center anymore. He's not there anymore. Yeah. He went to L.A. Because the the, the Rockies yeah. gave the Cardinals enough money that they could send Dexter somewhere else and well, pay let's, him to go there. Let's take yeah. a look at the, the starting lineup. And I, I want to go position by position. You got uh, – here's the projected lineup. Tommy Edmonds now going to be playing second base. Now, this guy didn't really have a position when – Colton was there before. He kind of played all over, didn't he? Yeah, so Tommy came up when uh, when Carpenter first got hurt before Carpenter was struggling really bad, and he took third base over for Matt Carpenter and had a breakout year uh, two years ago. 
I remember um, he was one of the made up guys that you guys had. And we're like, who yeah. the hell is Tommy Edmund? Exactly. So, I mean, he's still relatively unknown, but a very, very much a fan favorite. Exciting to have him on the infield. I'm interested to see how he's going to do at second base. And then uh, you, Paul Goldie, we already talked about him at first base. Um, now, oh, I actually want to go guy by guy. Tommy Edmond versus, let's say it's Nico Horner as our second baseman, which it looks like it's going to be because he's like playing his way on the on onto the starting lineup at least for opening day. Or I think he has anyway. But uh, Tommy Edmond versus Nico Horner. That's kind of you kind of got the same guy there, Edmund, with a little bit more uh, experience no. at this point. But I've never uh, heard of Nico Horner before, so well, I know you haven't, but but you're about to. But I, do, what do you think, Michael? Uh, Nico versus Tommy, Tommy with a little bit more, but he was terrible last year. Tom, I mean, you want to throw out last year? Yeah, fine, but he had, but he sucked. <laughs> he had a six, he had a six thirty eight OPS, and he didn't do shit for you. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. That's. Um... That's a, a tough one because obviously Horner does have some question marks because he's never played in the AAA. Like he he went straight off the couch. So yeah, so Dennis, if you don't know Nico Horner, he came off the couch in 2019 to okay. fill in when the Cubs shortstops all got killed. And then uh, last year he just stayed on the team because they needed a second baseman and he shared time with Kipnis. And now he's looking like he's going to win their uh their second base spot. So he's he's bigger, uh he makes great contact and he's hitting a little harder. I haven't seen Edmund other than last year and based on just my eye test, which is terrible because I haven't seen Edmund at all this year, uh I'm going Horner. I think Horner is better, but I don't think it's a huge amount. What did Horner do last year? You're talking about Tommy Edmonds last year. I mean I never even heard of this guy. He was he was on the couch, you said, and you're talking about him having. No, he was, no, he was a he was a yet. double A he was a double A guy in 2019, and okay. his season was over, and the Cubs had a rash of injuries in September, and he got called up off the couch to oh, take he over last year. Yeah, and so he's never played Triple A. Like mm-hmm. he just skipped Triple A, and he's been so good that he's been able to stick around in a platoon spot at least. And now this spring, uh, you know, he's gotten a little older. He's gotten a little bigger, and he's hitting the ball. He's always been a great contact hitter, and now he's hitting it for a little more power. So it looks like Andy, he was in the gold glove last year. He was in the gold glove race for second base last year. Won gold glove? He did not win. Oh, he didn't win. He won the team gold glove. I mean, they all got one of those. Well, Edmund did have a breakout year. I'm looking at it right now. He had an 850 OPS in 2019, had 326 at-bats, batted 304, and managed to smack seven triples and 11 home runs. So, like, I can see why you'd be – triple A, so, you know, he's not, like, too big. Well, it's funny because those numbers sound very similar to – projections for Horner like it really does seem like that'll be a, a I don't know really tight race there yeah I would take Horner because he's not a Cardinal <laughs> I will take Edmund because he put those numbers up and Horner is a projection so yeah uh and now Edmund. here and then you got Paul Goldschmidt up against Rizzo I mean Come on, that's uh, that's that's tough. 
That's they're right. both old they're hands both. skipping down the sidewalk. They're like the same player almost. Yeah, I like that matchup a lot. Yeah, so uh, I mean, obviously, we're going to give it to the Cubs, and there's two of us and one of you, so Cubs win. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how it works. That's why we only bring on one Cardinals fan at a time. The now, tiebreaker this, goes to how many team gold gloves you have. Now, yes, this is, it does. Now, this is fascinating. Third base, Nolan Arenado versus Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant, rookie of the year. MVP versus Arenado, seven straight gold gloves. <laughs> like, that's uh, – yeah, that's a tough one. Is it? No, not like, really. <laughs> I mean, well, if if Arenado can do what he did in Colorado for St. Louis, then it, it's not really he, – he gets the edge. But Yeah, if you're going to give us a win anywhere, I mean, this, this is the spot to do it, guys. Let's we see. Are, I know – how this, frustrated are you with Chris Bryant for real? Because like he's become a kind of a joke at this point, right? Are you guys tired of him? Do you want him off the team? No, he's not a joke. Like, he's a joke. He, he, he <laughs> Dennis, Chris Bryant doesn't give a shit. You I, need to know that. No, I I can see that. That's the problem. <laughs> no, he, he 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 actually he actually even told us. I don't give a shit. How about that? The time now and. They really, you know what? Obvious shirts needs a I don't give a shit t shirt. <laughs> Why don't they have one of those? I don't know. Maybe they can't anyway, swear on shirts. That's earlier, uh, earlier, Pincus, our friend Pincus, asked if, you know, this is going to be uh, this combination of Arenado and Goldschmidt. He said, Arony. Is it going to be Arony? You know, like we have Brizzo. Is Ooh. it going to be Arony? I think it's got to be Goldenado, right? Oh, yeah. That, that sounded good. Yeah. Yeah. Golden that's Otto. A, that's, Thank that's, you for that. that's a gift. Golden Otto sounds like a uh, malt liquor. Yeah. <laughs> like, double. I could get freaking trashed on like eight, on like $4 worth of Golden Otto. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's your whole night there. Four bucks, <laughs> a little Golden Otto. You're, you're done. I mean, you're, you, you won't see the same. Ever again? <laughs> but that right, well, up, I'm right taking there. I'm taking Brizzo over Goldenado, but I I do think uh, Arenado at this Cup fans point may, may this. push a little bit ahead of Bryant. Dude, KB. All right, here's the thing. Everybody's oh, like, KB. if KB. If KB. No, cool. cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, all right, uh, Br- Chris Bryant uh, has is finally coming into his own. Like that, I don't give a shit thing. I think what? is going to be new. He's a former MVP. What do you I mean? Know. He's finally coming. He, he's no. basically been injured since then. No, that that MVP thing. Early. Chris Bryant yeah. peaked in high school, man. <laughs> I agree. Well, <laughs> he's got an MVP no. at the major leagues. He no. peaked in high school. He no, he's right. I mean, he literally married his high school sweetheart. Like he, he never has had sex with anybody else ostensibly <laughs> since high school, which I, you got to feel bad for a guy like that. Just say it like, just, if you got to put it that way, that's who he is. He's a, he's a, <laughs> he's a pearl jammer. He's a straight shooter. He's a, <laughs> <laughs> 
No, <laughs> no. But my point. Is, That's going to be the, the, the not so the not so obvious T-shirt is Pearl Jammer. <laughs> it took me thirty years to figure it out, so like it's going to take. <laughs> so now I'm going to use it all the time. Every time I th- I get awkward, I'm just going to yell Pearl. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but, but my point is, is that KB is is not. He, he was a golden boy of baseball. He did everything in an ordained fashion. He was he was the everything of the year from age 18 on until he won the MVP. And it was all downhill from there. He could not stay healthy. If KB does get to a place where he can play with – he was injured all last year. He was injured all year the year before. He's injured all year the year before that. Is he either injury prone and just going to go – down as a person that was incredibly dis had a disappointing career due to his injuries and the promise left, or is it, or is he somebody that once he is healthy, if he can manage to heal from all this stuff, because it's nagging injuries. It's not like stuff that you don't heal from. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, he had a broken, like a stress fracture all last year after he came back that, you know, was not healing, not in time because the season was too short for it to really him to take enough time off to get it healed. Yeah. But what I'm, what I'm wondering is, are, are we going to continue to see this? Is this who we have as Chris Bryant? And we actually do want him off the team because that is his projection to be a disappointing person that had a, had a disappointing career because of his injuries that killed his promise. Or is he going to be somebody that has a, a real second wind? Yeah. Well, Danny, you made me think about it a little more. And yes, he's in his walk year, right? He's not going to be back with the Cubs. He's proving to everybody this year that he is the MVP, uh, so that he can make, no, so that he can make his money. You know what I mean? Like he's got all those things going can, for him. Can he do it though? And Arenado is going to be, he's got to learn the Cardinal way, you know, so he, you know, well, actually, he already knows the Cardinal way. He bitches every time anything goes against him. So he's got that down, but he's <laughs> got to learn to hit in this new ballpark. He's not going to have, you know, some of the favorable, you know, Coors Field. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think this season I can totally see. Uh, I think he changed my mind. KB is going to be better than Arenado this year. I think you guys are giving this guy way too much credit. You're talking about him like he's fucking Ken Griffey Jr. Like, oh, man, if injuries... I literally just said Arenado was going to beat him, and then I changed my mind. Yeah, he he, like (laughs) cries about shit and stuff, too. I mean, come on. Chris I'm more Arenado is a fucking crybaby, and that yeah, is Chris Bryant is a fucking poser. He's an H and M model who is like he's playing, <laughs> he's playing the role of a baseball player in a fucking movie, and he's not good at it. He's not even good at it. He's like on a shitty lifetime baseball. Player. <laughs> <laughs> he had a great like first year or two, and since then he's been nothing but disappointing. Has anybody won the MVP as young as him and been? any worse than him post MVP. Like it's bad. Staying healthy is part of the game, but it's not like he's just fucking out there slugging it, hitting home runs, like making great defensive plays. And then it's like, Oh, he gets hurt. It's like, he's not playing that. All of his managers, all of his managers keep putting him in left field where he, he can't seem to, you know, play play left without getting hurt. So yeah, you got to put him on the infield. Why is he in left field? Well, because uh, Joe Madden mostly, um, 
is because he's like six foot four and everybody thinks he should be in left field instead of playing <laughs> instead of fielding grounders, which doesn't make any sense. Well, they, they think it'll help him. You know, they think that you, you get less chances. To get hurt and, <laughs> Except but, for the fact that he's gotten hurt every time he's gone out there. So, well, I, I will say this, though, is that Chris Bryant, he's not an H&M model, but he has found really the perfect gig. And that oh, is, they, yeah, yeah, he's he works for Midwest Express Clinic and he does uh, he does uh, as for them walk in urgent care. So, I mean, it, it really does work out like that is and that is true. Like, Dennis, you could look that up and, and really kind of make hay out of that with your Cardinal fan friends uh, making fun of the fact that Chris Bryant's always also always injured. And also, um, <laughs> I mean, Anthony Rizzo, he shields for Buena Beef. Like that's cool. You go oh, into yeah. the store, you eat <laughs> sandwiches. You you know, you take a few pictures. Chris Bryan is is down at the doctors, you know, because he's like, he's like, oh, I'm at the doctors a lot with all my injuries. I might as well like uh, get a discount by uh, <laughs> by doing some ads for him. So it's embarrassing. It's it is embarrassing. And Michael, you took uh, Chris Bryant. I would not. If if I could add my choice between Brighton and Arenado, I would absolutely take Arenado on my. I, well, but I but I'm talking about this season. Um, I think even so. Yeah. No, I. You're I'll crazy. stick with it. Like I like I said, when I was first thinking about it, you're looking at their whole careers and everything that's going on, and I was kind of swayed a little bit towards Arenado, but I think this year, KB's like got to do it. KB's like- got to do it this year. For his like career for the, for the next career. ten years, so that he can get the big money. Otherwise, you know, is that going to make him better or worse? I, I think it could make him worse. Yeah, I mean, do you make- think he plays really well when he's got all the pressure on him? Like, no, he was the best when he was like the young kid that everyone was just like, we're excited yeah. to see what he can do. I know. I think. I think everybody's always expected him to be the best guy on his team. Yeah, you yeah, know, well, even even when he showed up with the Cubs, like he won the rookie of the year and then he won the MVP. Everybody's expecting him to be the best. I don't think that's an issue for him except for when he's hurt. And then he's trying to still be the best and not really, you know, taking care of himself and getting better. Well, if you recall, he went on bar stool sports on the red line radio. And he said that, you know, he wasn't that happy in Chicago and that he kind of missed the days when his, when he would, you know, cross home plane and his dad was there to swing him around. And I think that is kind of who he is as a person. And so you could say about, hey, he's oblivious as to what going on Barstool even means to right. a, a, a fair amount of Cubs right. fans. He's totally oblivious to that. So he's got somebody steering him wrong there. Um, and, uh, he, and uh, you know, and I think that it's not fun for him right now. He's a talented guy that's maybe finding himself. And I'm curious – and I, it is interesting to watch these guys as individuals and as uh, and as athletes and ball players because they are people, and they're made up of different personalities. And if you look at Chris Bryant, you know you see a kid that's a little bit lost right now. Uh, I see. Lost. Now I disagree. I think he was a little lost the last few seasons with all this, you know, the the service time manipulation stuff going on, trying to get an extension, all that stupid shit. He quit. They are not fucking talking. The his his agents aren't talking to the Cubs. KB knows he is no longer in Chicago. He's here this year. I think he's gonna try to play the best that he can. 
He's going to try and put up the numbers. He's going to do everything he could possibly do to show that he's a great player, and then he's going somewhere else. And that's why he's in a good headspace right now, because he doesn't have to worry about trying to come back to Chicago. No, he does have to worry. You think the dude... No, he's never coming back to Chicago. He is finally accepted. I am... This is my last year. I'm just going to have fun playing here, and then I'm going to go to the fucking Yankees. I don't give a shit. He doesn't want to come back to the city. He hates playing for Chicago, and this is somehow a positive thing that he's in a good I don't think he hates playing for Chicago. I think he's sick of the fucking front office and the Ricketts, like all of us are. You know, but, but no, that's the thing. When people are about to commit suicide, they get happy. They have a great fucking week. They're like, Friday is it's over. And and they're in a good mood. That's what I'm saying. He's like, all this shit ends in in six months. Michael, he's Michael, just happy. Michael, thank you for canceling this show. I'm really sorry. That was that was super insensitive of me and, and I do apologize. But that is sort of like that's like the mindset when You're when you wrong. no longer give a shit, like I don't give a shit. Whenever you really truly buy into that and you don't care about trying to, you know, curry that favor with the front office and all that shit, he can just do whatever he wants to do and just play baseball. You guys heard it here first. Chris Bryant's having a great year because he's going to kill himself. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Come on. He has so much to live for. He's got a kid. He's got, he's going to swing him around home plate just like his dad is going to do to him when he runs around the bases someday. Uh, Well, all right. Let's keep going position by position before we're already off the rails. But, uh, you know, obviously. But, uh, all right, we're only on shortstop. (laughs) (laughs) Paul, Paul DeJong. I mean, what? what do you think? I mean, I, I don't know. Would you? What do you think of Paul? I'm, Javi takes this. Paul DeJong versus Javi. I love. I love greater. Paul DeJong. Um, I will. Jong. You're, you're pronounced it wrong. Jong. Paul D. Jong. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> I think Javi is probably a better player, <laughs> but I fucking hate that guy so much. I would rather. I would rather like my little cousin be playing fucking shortstop. How do you, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do you hate Javi? Javi Everybody is, loves Javi. No, Even nobody Carter loves Bay. Javi. He's a, he's a fucking cocky asshole. Oh, like, you said so it wrong. Oh, my God, really? Javi. Javi with a ha huh sound in Spanish. Paul DeJong. DeJong. I, I'm, I'm surprised Dennis doesn't call him DJ. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by our fabulous 98 Patreon subscribers that pledge at least a dollar a month to us to keep this show on the air. Uh, some of you guys don't know this, but this ad-ridden version of the Sunranto show only pays us about a penny per download, so it takes a hundred people downloading the show to make a dollar. Um, that sucks, and it's not enough to keep this show on the air, so that's why we ask you to become a Patreon supporter, and you get stuff in return. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto, you sign up for a dollar a month, you can pay all at once, it's like ten bucks for the year. And uh, you get our RSS feed, which is for patrons only. And uh, in there, you can, well, you paste that into any podcatcher, you know, your, your Apple podcast or, or whatever you use, Stitcher. And what you do is you paste that in there and you never hear ads again. And you get the show early. As soon as I'm done, 
I post it. And because I don't have to do things like put extra ads in it to try to make a penny per download. So why don't you go to patreon.com slash sunranto and become a patron of the Sunranto show and help us out before this year starts. Uh, you get access to the preview episodes. You get access to our show notes. It's early and ad free. You can get the music. You can get a calendar. Uh, and you'll be helping the Lost Boys uh, because we give 10% of everything we make at uh, Patreon to the Lost Boys uh, baseball program and uh, down uh, south in Chicago uh, where we're helping kids play baseball. So uh, if you would buy each one of us a beer, that's $3 a month. Just come on now. Help us out at the Sunranto show. We need your support. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Get it done. Back to the show. It would be PD. Come on. <laughs> PDJ. I'm going to eat a PDJ sandwich. Um, no, all right. Yeah, so, I hate Javi. I'll take anybody in the league over Javi because I fucking hate that guy. So, Paul Young. MVP to 2021. Those are some hot takes. Yeah, just ask him. He's the MVP. Um, no, no. He, he gives it to the team. He's a team player. But yeah. t- tell me what you like about Paul Dijon. You know, he's working class dude. Real, like, St. Louis, blue collar, roll sleeves, <laughs> get fucking dirty. He Got doesn't care if people has, pronounce his name wrong. Has COVID. Has COVID. We'll move around the infield, play wherever you need him to. He's versatile. Well, that's not a shortstop. Yeah. That's well, a utility guy. He is this year. All right. He's, he's like, your starting shortstop. Yeah. Well, dude, you know that shortstop's the most important position, right? Yeah, and why not have like a great athlete who has shown that he can be successful in multiple positions be in our most important position? Well, that's what we did with Javi. Yeah, but he's an asshole. <laughs> no, Javi's the greatest person that ever lived. Like, dude, this guy's gonna win like the Medal of Freedom from the Javi will win the Presidential Medal of Freedom because I guarantee he will somehow turn a double play well, like saving babies in a burning building at the same time. Like this, Paul, Paul D. John can't do that. <laughs> People love Javi so much. They're going to give him a street in St. Louis. Yeah. Oh God. No. <laughs> you'll see. You'll see. All right, let's move on. Um, Dillis, Dylan Carlson in right field. Another Dylan out there. That's, that's a, that's an overused name for Cardinal Pete for the made up Cardinal guys. Um, who is this guy? Dylan Carlson, and why and why does he suck? Just some fucking big young stud, just ready to turn some heads this year. You know, our outfield's ready to just show up and turn some heads. We're young, we're unproven. Carlson, unproven, I, terrible, yeah, unproven, unproven for sure. Six sixteen OPS last year. <clears throat> um, and now you're going to throw this all away, but he did nothing. He batted two hundred, but so did Javi. Javi, the fucking Medal of Honor. Does it <laughs> he wow. needs the fans. He needs the Chicago fans behind him. This year will be there. He, he also we'll... needs video replay, which he's getting. Oh, it's mostly fans, though. Fans with video replay. Yelich needs the cheating. <laughs> Yelich needs the cheat. Obviously, uh, you know, the Cardinals overall just needed needed to stay away from the fans. And then they would actually, I, I I really don't know what to do with it. Like it, did you succeed for, from Corona or did you, is, is that why you were even a 500 team because of Corona that you all got it together? It was a team building. 
We would have been building exercise did something that dawned on me. We got through because of our pitching and the fact that Corona like schedule fucked us in the ass. But if we had like regular days off and could like let people breathe a little bit, I feel like we would have done much better. But we still did better than the Cubs and lasted longer. So it was a winning year for us. Well, Dylan Carlson versus Jay Hay, and you give it to Jay Hay. Yeah, for sure. All right, Yadier Molina as the catcher. Wilson Contreras. Come on. Dennis, Dennis I'll let you go first. No, I'll, I'll let you have the first word because I'm going to have the last one. The greatest catcher of all time returns for his 687th season as a Cardinal. <laughs> Johnny he's Bench? He's here to break all the records. And little Lil Willie, Lil Willie is, you know, one of his stands. He looks up to Yachty. It's his hero. Yachty, our catcher is the hero of your catcher. Like, he looks up to him, and he wants to be him one day. Yeah, this is true. Isn't that, have you, isn't that sweet? You, wait, I have find you, that endearing that Willie looks up and is like, I want to be Yachty one day. Which is why he should have been our backup catcher. I will, I'll go back on that. But No, he's no Grandpa Ross won every five games type of dude. If he's on your team, he's playing every day. You'd have to say bye to Willie. Well, oh my no, God. I don't. It, it impossible, which is why he's not on the uh, on the team because Yadier Molina thinks he's still a starting catcher and he is not. Okay, oh. no, no, he's done, dude. He should be. He's a player. He's a player manager, and I I think they should make him. Like we we have not seen player managers for a long time. He's four hundred years old, and he needs this. And he he needs to stop and just let us vote him into the Hall of Fame, which we know is going to happen because he's a first balloter in his mind. Um, everybody blows sunshine up this guy's ass. But have you seen Karate Kid? Because I can guarantee you that Daniel San, the student, could kick the shit out of Miyagi, like at some point in Miyagi's existence. Obviously, and- you haven't seen the movie because no, <laughs> he's fucking Mr. Miyagi, dude. You can't. You can't. No, Miyagi, Miyagi. All he could do is like rub his hands together and heal Daniel San. Daniel San at that age could definitely kick the. At, at least by Karate Kid 3. At have, least by no. Karate Kid 4, 5. He doesn't have the mental hard. capacity. He's not strong enough. He <laughs> thinks he's washing cars when he's doing wax on and wax off. Yagi's fucking ready to karate chop him down any moment because he knows. He knows the weakness. Yadi's old as fuck. He has no legs. He has fake <laughs> The dude is in a wheelchair behind home plate and still fucking picking people off because he knows like when to throw it and when to he's, pick him up. He's got sticky pearl jam all over his chest. Dude, he's the pearliest jam on the MLB. <laughs> so, uh, so basically, you're saying uh, Wilson Contreras. Gotcha. 3-0 Wilson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> um, then uh, Tyler O'Neill, another made-up guy. They found this guy in an Irish bar sitting underneath a stool uh, <laughs> and left. I mean, I feel good about Tyler this year. He's actually been around for a couple of years. Tyler's been flirting with, you know, being a starter for a while. He hasn't been the most consistent dude, but I feel like this is a really good year for Tyler O'Neill. I think he's proven himself, and uh, he's gonna he's gonna surprise you. Batted one seventy three last year. Last last year okay. last year. I'm just, saying, I'm just just giving people the facts here, Dennis. All right, and then uh, we have uh, Harrison Bader in center. Oh God. God, I hate this guy more than anything. You love him, he's Master a- Bader Harrison. No, he's my least favorite Cardinal. 
Why? Because he looks so good. Got that like blonde flowing hair, all yeah. American. Oh, I hate it. He looks like no, he looks like the greatest American hero, but a miniature version <laughs> of the greatest American hero from the eighties. <laughs> I hate him. You know what I love about center fielders? We have always have like some slow ass white dude that has to hustle twice as hard to make a diving catch, which would be a routine fly ball for like a faster dude in the league. But it's more exciting to watch that. And that's what Harrison Bader is. Just a little too slow to make all the routine plays look like extraordinary. Um, well, he should wear a cape. Like the greatest American <laughs> hero. Make awesome. it even more <laughs> the greatest American hero did wear a red suit. Ian Happ is a better center fielder than Harrison Bader by far. And he's not even a real center fielder. He's like a second baseman that they threw out there. And he and he learned the position well. And he doesn't have to like do weird like Jim Edmondsy like plays and to to make things happen or wear a cape. So I I'm gonna give it to to Hap. And uh, Tyler O'Neill in left. I mean, you got to give that to Jock Peterson. That's you, the, that's Jock the Peterson co- is so forgettable. You didn't even bring him up when we talked about left field. So <laughs> yeah, I, he, I we've never I, actually seen him yet. He's brand new to the team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but I got to go man for man. The Cubs are going to take the Cardinals. Uh, the Cardinals rotation: Flaherty, Wainwright, Kim, and if he can come back. Martinez, which you don't like, and John Gant, who you hate. So it's really thin at the back end. The Cubs, we got a bunch of guys that throw 85. We got Arietta we're throwing back out there. Uh, obviously, our ace is named today as opening day starter, Kyle Hendricks. And then it's it gets a little iffy towards the end of it, too. We saw Shelby Miller today. Maybe we throw him out there. I don't know. Rotations, what do you guys think? I don't feel great about it to start the year. I feel like we're going to get healthier and be better down the stretch, but it, it doesn't look like a good five to start right now. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I think the Cubs are a little deeper in a, in a way, just because we got a bunch of guys who could maybe throw some innings, you know, mm-hmm. like I don't know who will take like Alzali has now been an afterthought for a little bit. Now, after a couple rough outings in spring, uh, we were kind of hoping he'd take a next step forward. That doesn't seem – maybe it happens. I don't know. Um, Arietta's a – he looked good today. He's still got shit in the tank. It, we're kind I of matching your man for man Daniel with Ponce Wayne right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd rather see Ponce de Leon in our rotation than, than John Gant, if I'm being nitpicky. But I, I don't feel great about any of them being our starters. We're talking about another map name. Here's your pen, Alex Reyes. Um, obviously, it, you know he showed a lot of promise and then got hurt right away. I I don't know uh, what his status is coming back. Jordan Hicks, really exciting pitcher. Yeah. Uh, probably the he throws a hundred. Uh, I don't know where's he at. Yeah, he's a monster. He's definitely going to be the gem of the bullpen. And then uh, then uh, Andrew Miller, who obviously had a great career. Still can do some stuff because he throws with his left hand. Gallegos, who we saw a lot with the Brewer with the Brewers, I believe, right mm-hmm. back in the day. And then Helsley, uh, Ponce de Leon, who could give you some innings, it has started. And then uh Genesis Cabrera. I mean, Cody didn't he he had the vid. Wasn't he one of the guys? Cabrera, yeah, that sounds familiar. Um Kodai Whitley. I never heard of that guy, and Tyler Webb, who is another Tyler. Who you made up? 
<laughs> K-Dub and T-Dub, man. <laughs> oh, God. The Dub Bros. Insufferable. Just insufferable. Um, yeah, I mean, the Cubs bullpen, it seems like it's in a very similar state. You know, you got a couple of dudes that – what we don't have is a guy that throws 100 like Hicks does. And yeah. That's what we don't have, and that's what I think the Cubs are missing. Um, I don't know. It's 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 a bullpen. I think you piece it together. Like most teams, I don't think that any team is going for it this year. I haven't totally looked into it by saying we're going to have a kick-ass bullpen and that's our thing. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole pitching situation is – up in the air for every single team in the major leagues because of how short the season was last year. And now everybody's really concerned about how many innings they can put on these guys arms after they pitched like basically half a season last year. Yeah. So, um, and Kimbrell's a big question mark for us now, although he's looked a little bit better, but it's spring training. It's hard to tell. I will give my annual. I'm excited about Alex Reyes speech again. I feel like every single year, I think it's been four years now. He comes in with all the hype in the world and he's hurt and he can't play for like the entire year. But this guy was supposed to be the fucking bee's knees. I mean, he was supposed to be our ace. He's supposed to be our future. <laughs> bee's knees. Everything, man. And <laughs> we just haven't really seen him yet. And if they're just going to limit his his innings and bring him in as a reliever, like hopefully that's that's the trick to actually get to see what he can do because they've talked about him for so long. I'm starting to believe he doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, no, I mean that's kind of how Chris Bryant feels to us. And honestly, it's it's just like okay, well, I, at some point we just kind of give up on Bryant. Like it's not going to be a thing. So mm-hmm. you know, like it was exciting. It had its <laughs> moment, and we won the World Series and. It's, you know, we'll see what happens um, with that. And Alex Reyes, I know he had a lot of hype. Well, let's get into the schedule and then we'll we'll call it quits. Uh, We don't see you till May. No games in April and only three in May. Damn, late May too. Yeah, late May. May 21st is the first game against the Cardinals. And it's in St. Louis and it's three three night games. Shit. May twenty fifth. Uh, the first time the Cubs have been back in two years. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like and that. Then in June, only three more games. So May, June, the uh, the Cardinals come to Wrigley. And it's another weekend series, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, with a Saturday night game that's going to be on Fox. Um, so that'll be a, a, a pretty big deal, I think. In Is that Wrigley, the one we're going to? Oh, yeah. We're definitely going to that one. All right. Um. And then uh, and uh, two uh, two day games. Then the big month for us is July, so that's going to be seven games, Ooh. home and away, uh, July 9th, tenth, eleventh, and then the nineteenth through the twenty second in St. Louis. So we're going to see a bunch in July. That's going to be where the season is decided between our yeah. team. And uh, then uh, at the end of September, the Cardinals come to Wrigley for the second to last game of uh, the s- series of the the season. So we'll also be at that and we'll, it'll either be the most exciting thing you ever saw or the brewers will have already clinched. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> we shall see. Um, either way, like, you know, the Cubs could clinch against the Cardinals right there at home. That, that could be exciting. Uh, one, two punch there or, uh, 
you know, the Cardinals could do their dance on at Wrigley Field, so which would be terribly, terribly sad. Mm-hmm. Or all the July games could be moved to September because we're all having COVID and can't play. Oh, Jesus. We'll yeah. play you guys three weeks in a row. Yeah, triple headers, four innings long. Yeah. <laughs> right. First one to score wins. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Golden, golden homers. First home <laughs> run wins the game. <laughs> Love it. Uh, actually, I hate it. So, uh, predictions. Uh, Cardinals, Cardinals first place, I would say. That's my prediction. Well, I'll say this much. Uh, that's what Bet Online thinks. Boom. Bet Online, my guys. From the, and from they the, got you in fourth? Yeah, they got us in fourth. They got the Cardinals in first place. Uh, Brewers, Reds, Cubs, and then uh, Pirates. Yeah, Damn, that's the Arenado effect right there. It, it really probably is. But Pakoda has you different. Okay, Pakoda has you in third place behind yeah. Chicago. Has Milwaukee in first, and um, and Pakoda is based on people doing stats, and the other one is based, you know, a little bit on the line as well. You know, you got some uh, Cardinals fans maybe feeling their, uh, you know, feeling themselves a little bit with Ar- Arenado in town. Came, yeah, Arenado came in, and then right when the stimmy hit, and they were like, oh, <laughs> here's a thousand bucks on uh, Arenado. Oh, I got a futures bet. I got a World Series futures bet. You better believe it. I'm I'm adding to those statistics. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but what do you what do you think? I mean, that St. Louis is all over the place. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, you you say happen. first place, but uh, you know, <clears throat> it, everybody has yet. Uh, well, Pakota has yet five hundred. Yeah, well, Bet Online yeah. has yet eighty-seven wins. I'm not worried about Pakota. I feel good. I know what I see in my team. I mean, we got second place last year, and we were, <laughs> we were dog shit sick. We had nobody playing, and we still made the playoffs. Oh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you actually come in third. Wow, bold. That, that's 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 my that's my opinion. And uh, third place, and I think it's a three team race. I don't think the Reds are in it this year. I just don't. I think it's uh, uh, the Cards, the Reds. Uh, I mean, the Cards, the Brewers, and the Cubs, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. I think the Cardinals are an embarrassment, and they're last place, and everybody's really surprised because uh, they lose every game to the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> they go over in Pittsburgh and uh end up honestly, in last place. Honestly, the division really might hinge on if you can beat the Pirates. Right. Yeah, they're all going to be 500. It's going to be the the division is going to be split by 3 games between the Cubs, Brewers and Cardinals. It's such a you guys move, by the way, to be like, man, like I'm going to give props to the Brewers. I do think the Cubs will be better than the Cardinals because I always think that. But like, you always temper your expectations. <laughs> like, some other team will be better than us, though. Like, I'm not, I'm not a homer. I'm not totally rooting and saying the Cubs are going to do it. But no, I'm only saying this fun. stuff to piss you off. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I'm I'd saying, be. Honest. I see your tricks, damn it. No, and and, and I. You know, whatever the last show that we did, I I picked the Cubs to win it. I I still pick the Cubs to win the division. I just think the division is going to be three games. It's going to be eighty. Somebody's going to win eighty three games and it'd be in first place, and third place is going to win eighty games. It's just going to be that tight. Yeah, in other words, a really kind of not boring. I wouldn't say a, a, 
500 teams are frustrating, but they're not necessarily boring. Yeah, because there's going to be no long, like none of the teams are going to go on like long runs, or if they do, it'll be followed by a long run of losses. Like they'll win five and then lose four, you know, garbage like that that just drives you insane. Yeah, you'll, you'll you'll sweep the Cardinals, then then get swept by the Pirates. <laughs> you know? Exactly, and, and then the Cardinals will win like you know seven straight against the Reds or something <laughs> like it. you know. Just, so yeah, no, it's it it'll be it'll be an interesting year. The the uh, NL Central, like last year, is kind of dog shit. So yeah, I mean, I feel I do honestly feel pretty good about it. The Cardinals haven't had like a, a less than 500 season in like 15 years. I mean, if it's wrong and shit needs to be tweaked, like they'll usually make a move, call up some no-namer and we'll make it competitive at the very least. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they're in uh production right now, that no-name person. And I'm oh, sure yeah. their name is probably Tyler. <laughs> I guarantee their <laughs> name is Tyler. So I, I guess that's the, uh, the, uh, the show. Does anybody have anything to add besides fuck the Cardinals? No, I think that's it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Fuck the Cardinals. Fuck you guys. Fucking hate. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're, we're going to take you out with a song called "Fuck the Cardinals." Uh, so, uh, as we say on the show, uh, "Spookog" or "Go Cubs Backwards." Spookog or "Go Cubs Backwards." <laughs> classic, classic David Kaplan. Yeah. Classic. Spookog. Uh, Michael, give me a spookog, and then, uh, then you gotta uh, go go Cardinals backwards. Uh, Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, 